Certain to Win, The Strategy of John Boyd Applied to Business by Chet Richards. Narrated by Michael Godek. Chapter 7, What You Really Do with OODA Loops. I don't want to get any messages saying, I'm in a holding position. We're not holding any goddamn thing. Let the Germans do that. We're advancing constantly, and we're not interested in holding on to anything except the enemy's General George S. Patton, Jr. We're not holding anything. One often reads that the purpose of quick OODA loop speed has to do with responding rapidly to changing market conditions, or some such. If after listening this far you still have that notion, then I have failed. Boyd's concept of strategy is vastly more powerful and harkens back to the days when conflict truly was the path of life and death, as summarized by these four points. 1. Uncover, create, and exploit many vulnerabilities and weaknesses, hence many opportunities, to pull adversaries apart and isolate remnants for mop-up and absorption. 2. Generate uncertainty, confusion, disorder, panic, chaos, to shatter cohesion, produce paralysis, and bring about collapse. 3. Destroy the moral bonds of the enemy that permit the organic whole to exist. 4. Create moral bonds that permit us, as an organic whole, to shape and adapt to change. With a strategy this powerful, your aim is not to respond, but to create the market conditions that you want. The mechanics for doing this depend on the specific market you're in, although all marketplaces share common characteristics that Boyd's strategy can exploit. In particular, markets, like so many systems involving humans, are complex a technical term which means, inter alia, that they are not predictable using the methods of formal mathematics and simulation. Complex systems do exhibit patterns, however, and places like the Santa Fe Institute have accumulated a considerable body of knowledge about how these systems behave. If you are in business, the marketplace is your playing field, so it stands to reason that you need to build an intuitive sense of how complex systems work. A good place to start is Stephen Wolfram's book, A New Kind of Science. Wolfram shows all complex systems are in a sense equivalent to a simple type of system known as a cellular automata, and his company even sells a program that will let you experiment with them yourself. All complexity in the real world can be generated, Wolfram shows, by the repeated action of these simple machines. Complexity is the norm in the world, he concludes and arises naturally as randomness self-organizes, a term Boyd also liked, into the patterns generated by simple systems acting over time. The systems, in other words, are simple, but there is no limit to the complexity they can generate given enough time. Now here's the interesting part. The OODA loop is a simple machine. It can generate all the strategic patterns of conflict that can exist in the world. It not only adapts to the complexity of the marketplace, it has the power to harmonize with and help shape the marketplace. The key, as we have seen, is the ability to manipulate time, that is, quickness. This also fits with the idea of a simple machine, since it may take many operations of such a machine to generate a complex pattern, and so time becomes a critical parameter.
quickness, as we know, depends upon the climate in which the OODA loop operates, and a particularly effective climate for this is the one that we have called the key attributes of the Blitzkrieg. Mutual trust, unity, cohesion, intuitive knowledge, mission contract, orders, and the focus of effort. This climate isn't implemented so much as it grows naturally under conditions where people study it, embrace it, and those who use it are rewarded and those who do not are removed. I've got it. Now what? It depends on what type of conflict you want to shape. If it is armed conflict, war, then use maneuver warfare itself. It has been widely studied and its results are incontrovertible. If your business involves manufacturing, use the Toyota production system, which is as close as we have come to the way or tau of manufacturing, and it contains within itself mechanisms to nudge it even closer. Like classic maneuver warfare, the techniques for employing it are well understood and the results equally clear. Those that adopt the TPS drive their competitors from the marketplace. There is also a Toyota development system that is based on the same principles and delivers similar results. To the best of my knowledge, these are the only three implementations of maneuver conflict principles so far. Publication date of this book, 2004. If your business does not fall into one of these categories, you'll have to do some of the adapting yourself. There may well be a way of airline management, but there is yet no Toyota airline system or even a sales system that people recognize as lean. The principles of maneuver conflict, however, help groups of people work together under conditions of stress and uncertainty to shape their environments and their futures, and this describes any modern business. Regardless of the specific business you are in, here are some ideas you may find useful. Keep your focus on shaping the marketplace. This means you want to be the one who defines and continues to define what new and desirable means. You'll extract the industry's highest margins and often make money even when the market is bad. Because you won't be so much at the mercy of lenders and the market, you can preserve your capacity for independent action, survive on your own terms, and as Toyota insisted, take control of your own destiny. It is not a one-sided relationship, however. Only customers' votes get counted, and they look at what you offer, what your competitors offer, and other things to spend money on, and somehow factor in their opinion of your company, your competitors, the state of the economy, their sense of style, and God knows what else. Just like you do when you're buying something. Using the Cheng Chi concept, you can help shape and be shaped by all of this, but you cannot reliably plan it. As Boyd pointed out, a plan is only an intention, and a strategy is merely a scheme for creating and managing plans. Since business is a competition, you don't have to be perfect only better than everyone else. But you probably won't win just by doing the same old things better than everyone else. The Toyota production system, in other words, is not General Motors where somebody has gone down the aisles and removed all the waste. The TPS is an implementation of maneuver conflict principles, but conventional push-type production is not. So what do you do if you're not in one of those industries that already has an implementation of maneuver conflict? The answer, apparently, 
is that once you pass some threshold of implementation, you begin to see the benefits can be enormously competitive. Although there may be no Toyota Airlines system, this has not kept Southwest Airlines from being the most profitable U.S. major year in and year out, and the only one to make money in 2002. Southwest, as we have seen, has adopted many of the principles of maneuver conflict, including a focus on time and an obsession with tending the culture. In many ways, Southwest is not simply an improved version of Delta or United. You can tell this because both of these tried to create imitations of Southwest down to only flying one type of aircraft, and they both failed miserably. As even partial implementations of maneuver conflict, Southwest has advantages the others cannot match, but these are, as co-founder Herb Kelleher notes, echoing Boyd and Sun Tzu, perhaps unintentionally, more cultural than physical. The need for a change in underlying assumptions is what distinguishes maneuver conflict from all other forms of activities like business process re-engineering. As a result of implementing maneuver conflict, many of the existing processes and relationships between them are going to disappear, and so it would be a waste of time and money to improve them. This breaking of relationships, shattering of domains, as Boyd referred to it, is a prerequisite to implementing maneuver conflict which is one reason why all successful implementations have eliminated roughly 25-40% to 40 of management positions, since those reflect the existing processes and relationships. Make time the focus. This is the technique Toyota uses. Continually reduce the time span measured from customer order to customer delivery, including the time required to inspect and fix, which will be zero if none is required, of course. You won't get there by trying to do the same stuff, only faster. What you'll get is a mess. Every system runs at its characteristic speed for a given set of inputs. If you want your system to run faster, what you have to do is change it in ways that decrease the time it takes to do the most important things that you do, those that affect the customer. Toyota, for example, is interested in reducing the time from order to delivery, and that is essentially the only time span that they worry about. There would be no point or payoff in accelerating an individual activity if this would throw the whole system out of balance. Growing Ideas Boyd's own presentations, particularly Patterns of Conflict, organic design for command and control, and strategic game of question mark and question mark are available on defense and national interest, www.d-n-i.net. All of Boyd's works, with the exception of his early paper, Destruction and Creation, are briefings and were never intended to stand on their own. They are worth downloading and reviewing, however, and will repay careful study as you accumulate experience with maneuver conflict. Tom Peters is, without any doubt, the management author most closely aligned with Boyd's philosophy. Thriving on Chaos, as I mentioned in the preface, was the catalyst for concluding that the Toyota production system and maneuver warfare are both implementations of the principles of maneuver conflict. The Pursuit of Wow, 1994, could as easily been titled A Field Guide to Chi, and Tom Peters' Reimagine contains several sections on Boyd. All of these would be good additions to your library. Once you're familiar with the basics of maneuver conflict theory, study the other implementations, particularly the Toyota production system itself. 
It makes no difference whether you're in manufacturing or not. If you understand something about maneuver warfare and about the TPS, you'll have seen the two most complete manifestations of these principles. And they are quite different. You might start with the book by the creator of the system, Taichiono. This little volume, only 130 pages, is written in a cryptic, condensed style, much like The Art of War, and like Sun Tzu, must be read and mulled over many times. You can certainly study the Toyota development system, although there is much less documentation on it. You can also go back into the roots of maneuver warfare and the TPS, TDS, the Ur source of maneuver strategy, the Taoist and Zen masterpieces beginning with the Tao Te Ching and the Art of War, and continuing to the present day, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, for example. This would be an excellent idea, by the way, as would enrolling in Zen classes. As a preliminary, you could study Thomas Cleary's introduction to Sun Tzu's Art of War and his commentary on strategy in The Japanese Art of War, both of which develop the Zen elements in strategy. One source of techniques applicable to industries outside the Toyota systems is James Womack's and Daniel Jones's Lean Thinking. It is a strange and difficult book, weak in terms of underlying strategy, but so full of ideas that everybody should study it. Womack and Jones participated in the original studies that documented that the Toyota production system was fundamentally different from current U.S. auto manufacturing systems and that it worked. They probably know the mechanics of the TPS as well as anybody who has not managed a Toyota plant, and they understand how powerful it is. It is tempting to apply concepts from the TPS to practically every other form of human endeavor. But the TPS is just what it claims to be, a production system designed for the repetitive manufacture of previously designed articles. When you try to apply this particular manifestation of maneuver conflict to other activities, you get chapters like a channel for the stream and a valley for the channel. You would arrive at similar results by trying to apply maneuver warfare directly to the problems of business. The weakness in the book is that there is no recognition that the TPS is based on a deeper set of principles that do apply to other human activities, like warfare. The index is devoid of such terms as trust, cohesion, initiative, or even maneuver, which was adopted as official U.S. Marine Corps doctrine seven years before lean thinking appeared and so was hardly esoteric when that book was written. Without a climate like the one I have described in this book, you will find it difficult to create a company capable of employing the ideas of Womack and Jones present. One book that does acknowledge that something basic forms the underpinning for competitive strategy is Competing Against Time by George Stalk Jr. and Tom Hout. There is a diagram and exposition, for example, of the OODA loop starting on page 180, although there is no discussion of the underlying maneuver principles and how these determine OODA loop speed. This is still the best single book, though, on the application of time-based competition in business. Nothing better has appeared since 1990. You will find it invaluable in convincing Downing Thomases, and again, I would suggest it to any strategist. Finally, I'd like to recommend Gary Klein's book on Intuition and Intuitive Decision-Making, 1998, and Intuition at Work, 2003. As you know by this point, intuitive methods, which Boyd included under the concept of Fingerspitzengefühl, form an integral part of his strategy. Klein's research has documented these effects and he describes ways to improve them in organizations. How do we know that it's working? 
The most accurate indicator that you are starting to do maneuver conflict is that long-established trade-offs get broken. For example, in the TPS, it was the trade-off between quality and cost. Older systems could improve quality only by more inspections or more expensive components, both of which increased costs. In maneuver warfare, it was primarily the trade between control from the top and initiative from the bottom. In earlier forms of warfare, more control meant less initiative. Southwest Airlines seems to have found a way to break the relationship between customer service and cost. They have the lowest costs, highest productivity, and generally the best customer service in the business. After a while, you should start noticing other indicators like the string of luck that seemed to accompany early successes of the Blitzkrieg, an increase in customer loyalty, and of course, the ability to generate healthy margins even when the economic climate is bad. As close as you can be to a formula. If you absolutely must have a formula, try this. 1. Study the principles of maneuver conflict, the known implementations, TPS, TDS, and maneuver warfare, partial implementations, Dell, Southwest Airlines, GE, etc., the nature of complex systems, Zen. If you're not former military, join the Marine Corps. 2. Institute leadership, to quote Deming. In this case, it means to promote those who embrace it and remove those who do not. It also means that the CEO must become the Pope of the new religion, and note that Pope is a full-time job. 3. Practice and experiment. You don't learn any form of maneuver conflict, or any other martial art, for that's what maneuver conflict is, just from reading about it. 4. Share what you've learned, formally via a Crotonville for your organization, informally via every mechanism you can think of. Your internet, staff meetings, around the water cooler, the coffee pot, your own preaching as you ride the circuit. As Miyamoto Musashi insisted, study is a lifelong undertaking. 5. Every now and then, transcend the boundaries. Every successful implementation seems to have such a mechanism, from the military's dinings in, to Herb Kelleher's chicken suit, to the celebrations the Japanese throw to recognize their successes. I would like to end with a description of how Boyd's strategy, fully implemented, might work for a company. The following was contributed by Colonel Mike Wiley, U.S. Marine Corps, whom we have met many times in this book. After his Marine Corps career, he consulted for a while, and for the last 10 years has run a successful small business, the Bosov Ballet Theater. This description echoes his portrait of maneuver warfare that appears in his essay, Thinking Like Marines. This is business by people who have studied to learn the art of working together. It is business by people who share a code of honor that binds them in mutual trust. It is business whose purpose is as much to know its market the attitudes and desires of the people who might buy its product or service, as it is to provide that product or service with integrity. It is business by people who have formed an effective team that can act and will act swiftly and decisively to seize an opportunity even when the opportunity arises unexpectedly. The team is not set in its ways, except in its way of doing business, which is trust in one another within the company, integrity of its product and service, appreciation of the market and potential market, and ability to act quickly. The tempo with which the team acts, adjusts, corrects, seeks opportunities, and acts upon it is greater than the speed of which its competitors are capable. 
It is greater and more powerful than the market can resist, and in that way, it wins its customers. This episode has been an unabridged production of What You Really Do With OODA Loops, which is Chapter 7, the final chapter of Certain to Win, The Strategy of John Boyd Applied to Business by Chet Richards, narrated by Michael Godek. Copyright 2004, audio production 2023, Chittinga Press. The theme music is The Bizarre Canon by Hannon Dixit. The interlude theme is Samurai Showdown by Sir Cubworth under Creative Commons. Find supporting graphics at www.patternsofconflict.com. Art credits on a Michelle Godek. For more insights into the principles of John Boyd applied to business, follow the podcast, where you'll find subsequent chapters of Certain to Win, along with companion interviews. People, ideas, and hardware, in that order. Thanks for listening. <laughs>